Hello, 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 and welcome to this very special episode of I Got That One. Mm -hmm. Today we have a very, very special guest joining us. Indeed, we have Michael Cohn, the current captain of the Imperial team. He very kindly reached out to us to say that he was willing to answer some of our questions. Uh, we gave him some questions. He gave back some very long, very interesting uh, responses. And then we thought, why not have him on the show to discuss it? He very kindly agreed, and uh, this is our conversation. And we hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Tom. Just to say very quickly that uh, after the interview, Michael did write to us and say that there were a few things that needed to be amended. That's why some of his answers might seem a little bit artificial. Uh, it's just to make sure that, uh, you know, nothing is said that uh, he's not allowed to say or that he didn't properly represent certain things. And I hope you understand. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, uh, Michael. Thank you very much for joining us from over in the UK. Lovely to be here. So how long have you been a fan of University Challenge? Is this a long-term um, fandom or is it a more recent um, love affair? I think like a lot of people, it's a long-term thing. Uh, mm. My parents used to watch it. I was kind of drifting in and out. I didn't really like it at first. I remember that there was a guy on the Trinity team from like seven seasons ago with a really cool Slovenian surname, Dornorzek Zorko. And that was the thing I first remember. And then... Obviously, we had like Ted Loveday's team and my mum mm. went to that university. So she watched, made us watch all of their matches. And then sort of I started really getting into it when I started at university and like there were trials and I thought, hey, I could mm. do this. Narrowly missed out on being on the winning team from oh. last year. Uh, oh. I think I was like sixth or seventh. Usually yeah. it's quite common to see the reserve come back in the next series, but uh, I don't know what happened to the Imperial Reserve from last time. Yeah, but That's I mean, fair. still pretty good on you for, for making it to this round. And then I think your parents yeah. must be really proud of you as well. Yeah, so that also answers the question of, so you've met the uh, previous uh, team. I have. Connor from that team is was and is still currently the chair of the Quiz Society at Imperial. Okay. Okay, that's nice. fair. He's also, obviously, being on that team, like, you have four super strong quizzes. Oh, like, yeah. he, in his own, he's an amazing quizzer. And, like, obviously, he only gets about seven buzzers in all that series, but he could have got a lot more if, like, he wasn't on such a good team. Yeah, if it wasn't for, you know, Brandon just, you know... Brandon. <laughs> so, I mean, I, so something we wanted to ask you as well, how does it feel going up against or kind of following the winner of last round? Do you, is there any added pressure? Yeah, do you feel like you have shoes to fill? There was a huge amount of pressure. And obviously, like, we filmed, we trained really hard, my team. Some unis train a lot. Obviously, like, if you think about it, it's you're on for half an hour. But going into that is weeks and weeks and of training and months of, like, looking at random stuff on the internet mm -hmm. and so my team had come in with quite a you know we had also that reputation and a lot of training and then obviously it wasn't going well against the university who Strathclyde team were amazing and mm -hmm. they're also lovely and we've like been texting on and off online <laughs> um but like obviously we thought you know this shouldn't be too hard because Strathclyde don't have a very good reputation on the show mm -hmm. and then we were getting absolutely hammered and <laughs> I think that reputation from the last team also did hold us back a bit. There were a lot of comments online unfavorably mm. against us. I thought that the Imperial community would be incredibly harsh to us, but they weren't. Hmm. They were like, let's, I thought they'd be like, oh, you guys are terrible without Brandon. <laughs> um, but they were like, hopefully you guys get through to the highest scoring losing teams match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you had probably the most impressive comeback of the I, current yeah. season. As we, as we mentioned in our episode, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it blew our hair back, honestly. <laughs> How you guys managed to claw back to that yeah. position. 
But I watched our match back and I was like, if just one thing had been different, either we could have taken the whole game or we would have been out of the competition. Because, you know, ultimately, uh, the teams that go out with 135 or 130 in different season and the teams that go through with 145, that's like one person making one split second decision. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that you you told us over email as well, that um, the strategies usually fall apart and it's very, very different being on television in Mm. front of cameras and then maybe you had to re-strategize as you go along as well. I think it's really interesting like listening to who you guys think is a good player because (laughs) I've met a lot of these people in doing other quiz things. There's like a quiz circuit and of course the dominant figure is of course Sean Webb. Uh, It's amazing. But there are other people who I won't spoil too much but there are other strong figures in that scene who go out in the first round. Some we've seen already and some yet to come. So like, obviously when the cameras come on, it's very difficult to tell who's good. And part of our strategy was I do like the literature and the arts. Mm. And Justin on my te- team, is re- he is really good at history and geography. Mm. And it just doesn't come across at all. He's really nervous on the buzzer all of a sudden as soon as you put a camera there. I spent a lot of the game sort of looking over that way, waiting for him to buzz. <laughs> and it wasn't happening. Right. I knew that I sort of knew the thing about the Basque Country one. Yeah. I was like, I think this is red. And mm-hmm. I knew the Bexy Heath thing, but Star Marshall was just on it before me. You think it's but more I, just kind of waiting for the question to be finished and waiting for the right amount of clues before you even make an attempt? Because otherwise it could be a risk. So maybe when someone's a bit too specialized and when they're known to be, okay, the, the geography guy or the history guy, and then they want to make sure that they answer well rather than just. Um, on intuition mm. you know maybe that's that pressure as well i think that could be part of it yeah. yeah um also there's a huge amount of if you sort of get one or two mm. you'll start flying so it takes a lot to actually go from zero to one like right. sherlock he got the first one there was no way he could have known it was the ottoman empire like i've yeah. watched that but like how would you know he didn't but <laughs> it's sort of a guess when you're on that role that makes sense. Actually, it makes sense because it looked like Sherlock was definitely uh, clutching at straws at some points. Yeah, and then there he were just also... just had a, a good batting average. I yeah, guess. and there were also some, I think, in, in other uh, teams where you could see they buzz in wrongly the first time and then it kind of holds them back from trying again. Yeah. And it kind of, the confidence kind of goes away. So it's noticeable, actually. Yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about the qualifying process yeah. for Imperial because I guess you can only really speak for Imperial. Mm-hmm. So there was a written round which was done by the members of the previous team and they'd come up with a really interesting format for having a very hard written round where I think I got something like 50 out of 200 points but they designed it in such a way such that they could even use your wrong answers to assess how good you were at certain subjects and whether you'd be able to buzz in on them and then afterwards uh, they invited back a I think about 20 people for a buzz around. Um, I think a lot of sort of the regular universities that appear on University Challenge now do this. Um, and then they chose the four people under reserve who did well on both rounds and could could contribute the most to a team. That's very interesting. And we should probably talk to another university to see if they have a similar system. Yeah. So you... Put your hat in the ring to become team captain, is that correct? We had a couple of practice rounds as a team when this team was already set, where Justin says straight away, this is not my thing. Mm -hmm. And Katie, Imran and I 
were trialing it out. And even though at the time I was by far not the highest scorer on my team, I was terrible when we first met, like awful. <laughs> um, we were getting the best results with me as the captain. And then Katie and Imran both realised that they didn't really want the media attention of being the captain. Uh-huh. That's fair. So I ended up being the captain because I was the only one who wanted to do it. Yeah. And so what is it actually like being the captain? So obviously when I watched my match, I wasn't quite aware of quite how, like of the proportion of the camera spent on the team, how much of it is on the captain. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really think about that at the time. I guess when you're winning, it's very easy because like, you can just essentially chat with some friends about quiz things and answer questions together. But when you're losing, it's really hard to be the captain. And that's why we sort of had my strange hand gestures going on throughout all of that episode. Mm. Yeah, well, it worked. So yeah, it worked. That's all we need to know. Yeah. So obviously, you, know, you had strategies, they fall apart because... You know, in the immortal words of uh, Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I think um, that's quite apt in uh, even a university challenge. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think those are the main questions about uh, the thing itself. Is there any um, major regrets you have from uh, your first round? So I went in with quite low blood sugar. I'm not diabetic, Mm -hmm. but I have a stress condition. Uh, and so like I really couldn't eat beforehand just because I was way too stressed Mm. and so I was just zoning out for a lot of the questions like obviously my pop music is terrible and I would never have known there might be giants yeah Uh, but my answer there was stupid Mm. Uh, also I'm in orchestras and I conduct my own orchestra that's how I spend a lot of my free time so I came in with that reputation of being like a really solid classical musician. Mm-hmm. And we hear about Mozart operas. Obviously, Imran is also really good at classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also a little bit of a friendly rivalry between us of who's going to get the classical music question right. Uh, I think that might be unique to our team rather than other teams. It's probably not a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. And it said German language. And my answer was Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Like It was never going to be true. Yeah. yeah, well, it happens. And uh, sometimes you, on TV, you kind of mishear the question. Maybe there's noise from the audience or something like that. I regret not buzzing in more towards the start of the game mm-hmm. uh, when I was sort of waiting on my team because I knew like it was more in their area. Mm. But at the same time, sort of being in the highest scoring losing team matches is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Of course, if you lose again, it's not, no fun. And I mean, so you also mentioned that when facing up against different teams, you have to prepare somewhat differently as well. So do you get to meet the team beforehand? How do you decide on how you should change your strategy? So we did meet Strathclyde beforehand, sort of in the green room. Uh, and we just kind of chatted. Uh, they seemed nice. Of course, there was a bit of tension because of course, we're just about to play each other. And there was a bit of certainty. I know I was slightly nefarious in downplaying, but Imperial uh, not terrible at answering arts questions. Um, and I think they did similar to a certain degree, but it's very difficult to plan, especially a first round match where you have absolutely no information about the other teams. Uh, and we just had to see how it would go. So we did meet the team who we will play in the highest scoring losing teams match the day before we filmed that. And again, it was really nice to see them. They are a lovely team and it's going to be a great match to watch. Uh, it's going to be exciting when you guys find out who they are. And again, there was this time it was a bit different because 
um, we had, we, you know, we'd seen their match on TV, and then there was a certain amount of, well, hang on, who on their team might beat us to some of our buzzers, etc., and looking at sort of where we could be, where we had to be really fast. Obviously, it's really hard. First round, lots of teams are very nervous. Like, mm-hmm. you can see in this episode, Kings took a while to get going. Yeah. By the end, yeah. some really strong buzzers. Did last year's Imperial team give you guys any advice? So Connor helped us quite a bit, sort of setting out. He analysed what we were bad at fairly quickly, which actually <laughs> turns out to be <laughs> to be natural sciences, like the bio, biology side of things. Uh, and we went to Wendlich that we did, weren't the best at literature to begin with. I went and read about a lot of literature. Mm. Um, and he also gave us some tips on like what to do under the pressure of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's nice. I guess another important question is, would you have been better answering Atlanta-based hip-hop questions than uh, Strathclyde were? <laughs> so I, um, I like pop music, but I, I can't match up any of the names. I listened to Miss Jackson for the first time in full a couple of days ago. I thought really? I should probably know more of this song than the five seconds I've heard on University Challenge. Right, yeah. I really liked it. It's just never been my kind of thing. My parents mm-hmm. both very classical music so i don't have that kind of upbringing That's mm. fair. yeah is there uh, any words of wisdom you want to give to anyone who is thinking of trying to get onto university challenge next year i definitely say apply i'm trying to encourage as many people at imperial to apply as possible particularly if you're an international student obviously imperial's got a very good ratio of international to home students if you're a woman especially if you have like a personality that's just not a boring standard British personality. So I think my team this year has kind of all four, like I'm a tiny bit outside the box. Uh, But our reserve is Italian. So every team has a reserve player. I didn't know if you guys knew that one. Uh, And they come with us to the filming. They train with the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, if there's like a last minute thing or if there's dropouts. So due to the coronavirus, I think a couple of teams have to play their reserves. I see. and our reserve this year is Italian and his uh, first language isn't English and he hasn't had like an English schooling. And for him, mm. it's actually, I, I do appreciate the point you're making. It is really hard for him because like he's very knowledgeable about literature, but he has two things against him. Firstly, that his literature is Italian biased and mm-hmm. obviously University Challenge is very British biased and then yeah. second, America. Yeah. Uh, so if you're coming with like French, German and Italian literatures, not as good and then he has to sort of translate the questions in his head buzz translate the answer back mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. a lot of work but you know more power to anyone who does do that yeah so i mean i wanted to ask as well is there any particular contestant that you are watching out for that particularly impressed you i think lots of the teams this year have actually impressed me of course standouts being st andrews uh, a really well-rounded team who i don't think i've actually seen a team who's just generally quite so fast as they are of course, Corpus Christi, have their sign-up player, Sean. Uh, I thought, actually, uh, Exeter were quite good, even though they lost. Uh, Glasgow, who were there, they were up against, were very good. Of course, Birkbeck had a huge score, and they seem to just about know everything. They're not quite as fast on the buzzer, and it would be interesting to see them go up against a team who is. Uh, although I also think teams like Durham seem to have a really good range of knowledge uh, in their team. Uh, so I think it could be anyone's game. What would be really interesting is after 
sort of all 14 first round matches have aired and then you also know who the four highest scoring using teams are. I think I'd quite like to hear, and I'm sure lots of your viewers would like to hear, who you think of those 18 teams are likely to make the quarterfinals. It'll be interesting to see what pans out. Okay, yeah, mm. we will definitely make predictions then. I think that would be a good time for us yeah. to make proper well, predictions. That's the most fun part when you uh, predict uh, wildly and randomly yeah, yeah. from just one person's performance. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think there's many more questions we have for Yeah, you. I think that was mainly everything. Yeah, if there's yeah. any last minute thing you want to add, any uh, anything you want to, I don't know, yeah. plug maybe since you're here? <laughs> I'd say like it would be good to plug a message on Twitter and that is to remember to be kind to all of these contestants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I think just remember that the contestants are all people, especially a lot of them are very young people. Uh, and you, and I don't think the audience can appreciate the half of what's going on in their heads and what the context is. You only see sort of a 30-minute snapshot. And also people's personalities don't necessarily come across right uh, just because of the nature of it being an intense quiz show. So I think... Obviously, there'll be a certain amount of mockery still in there and the internet should have its fun to a certain extent. But I think please don't be horrible and especially not if you're going to be racist, sexist or homophobic. Uh, Yeah, we'll definitely make a mention of it as much as we can, actually. Yeah, I think we'll uh, mention as much as we can, Mm. where we can. Be kind. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Mm. Michael. Uh, Best of luck with your... It's been lovely being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, wasn't that a nice chat? Mm-hmm. So that was our chat with uh, Michael Cohn, captain of the Imperial team. Indeed. Thank you very much once again, Michael, for taking time out of your busy day, I guess, before going back to university to talk to us. Yep. So we hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, we'll see you next time for our episode 11. Indeed. See you then. Bye bye.